0: Four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles emerge from the shadows to protect New York City from a gang of criminal ninjas. This is Ryan. This is Ashley.
1: And this is Ruining Ruining Our Our Childhood, Childhood, a nostalgic weekly podcast where a married couple rewatches and reviews our favorite 90s and 2000 movies to decide if they hold up to our adult standards.
0: (laughs) That is correct. I don't know what I was doing. I decided to hold my breath while you were recording.
1: I looked over and I just felt like um, it it was uh, Wayne and Garth when they're like, motioning along and then they tell them they're like nodding their heads so then they just stop and they're just like staring at them yeah that's what i felt like oh no
0: i was just holding my breath for some reason we changed that
1: yeah little update
0: season two bitches
1: (laughs) or season two faithful listeners
0: yes what ryan said i'm ashley he's ryan we're a podcast we like movies
1: we are talking like robots
0: we are talking like robots in season 2
1: yes we might have did it in season 1 occasionally too who knows
0: maybe I don't know so yeah it's been a little bit since we last had an episode and we're back with full force (laughs)
1: We're, we're, we're back and we're ready to do more episodes yeah we took a little break because, uh, the world. The world. Yeah.
0: I don't really know if there needs to be much more explanation other than that. Yeah. Because it's been a weird few months.
1: It really has. A very trying few months. But yeah, we are a podcast. We rewatch our movies that we enjoyed from our childhood. The reason, the justification of starting this movie and the genesis was we went and saw... The 1989 film Batman by Tim Burton. And And
0: you just said starting this movie. (laughs) Apparently (laughs) we're we're a movie, not a podcast.
1: (laughs) The reason we started this podcast was we watched that movie. And when we left, I couldn't help but feel, holy crap, that movie does not hold up.
0: Yes. And don't get us wrong, it's still a good movie, but there's just parts of it that... And we don't know completely if it's because we're adults or if just, you know, cinema has changed over the course of 30 years. So it's it's a little bit of everything. In our quest to figure that out, we've done, what, 51 episodes? Mm-hmm. And some movies do hold up, some don't. Go figure. But we've had a fun time figuring it out.
1: Yeah. I Just going back to that movie, I felt specifically i had held it to such a high standard from my childhood that when i went to go rewatch it there was no way this was going to be anything but amazing to me yeah and then when we watched it it was not amazing it was still like you said it's a good movie but it was not what i had remembered which is the case with a lot of the movies that we've picked in the previous 51 episodes we had great nostalgic memories So we want to go back and see if those memories are correct.
0: Yes. So if this is your first time listening, then definitely check out our previous episodes because there's some amazing doozies. Yes. And there's some ones that, you know, perfectly held up. We won't spoil any. No, no. We had a couple announcements. and One of the announcements that we wanted to talk about was our social media and our effort to... Bring you more content, more stuff with us. And one of them is Figure Friday, which if you've listened to previous episodes, you might have heard us mention that we do have quite a collection of Funko Pops. And Ryan has been collecting WWE figures for a pretty long time.
1: Yeah, I would say almost 20 years. Yeah. And so
0: he has a lot of those Mm -hmm. and we thought why not showcase them on our instagram and twitter and you know gives us gives you a little bit more about us yeah because i mean
1: funko is a very broad statement it's the different genres of funko's that we have some of them are some of the movies that we've done or will be doing uh tv shows we have a couple sports ones yeah crazy um but yeah it's just kind of uh for lack of a better term a nerddom that we're in so we're gonna share those with you guys and we hope you guys share some of your guys's quirky nerddoms that you're part of
0: yeah with us so definitely follow us on instagram and twitter so you can see those and we have a couple other things that we have planned throughout the week Mm -hmm. that we want to share with you guys um and yeah
1: definitely get out there, uh, text your friends, notify them about our podcast, and also tell them to follow our social medias because we're going to have more polls the next few months of our podcast. We want to make it as interactive as possible and kind of let you guys steer the ship and let you pick what movies we're going to do. We'll give you a couple to choose from, yes. but we're going to kind of go that route with it. So our Instagram is going to be very interactive, our Twitter, our Facebook, and just getting the word out there
0: yeah definitely and uh speaking of getting the word out there or interactive i don't know where I, was I feel there. like
1: when i said getting the word out there it was like i was a i'm a congressman and i'm out there campaigning hitting the ground running yeah yeah
0: um our other big announcement is that we're starting a fan club and if you're listening going really you have that many people that like listening to you well maybe you don't know (laughs) you don't know us mom
1: shut Um, up derek
0: what (laughs) if your name is derek i'm sorry we're not specifically talking about you we are starting a fan club it's called the ruiners club
1: yes and with the ruiners club you are going to get a bonus episode every month
0: yes it might change to like bi-monthly depending on how many we want to do yeah but at least once a month
1: and with those bonus episodes it's going to be movies we previously said we would not do
0: yes if you've obviously listened to our podcast we've mentioned there's some as we like to call them untouchables Mm -hmm. for this podcast some people have even wrote us on facebook yeah wrote us on facebook (laughs) sorry that sounded weird coming out of my mouth like it was wrong um asking us to do certain movies and there's just a couple movies that we decided right off the bat were untouchable yeah such as the goonies
1: the harry potter movies
0: back to the future i'm not saying we're doing all these movies but i'm just saying that these are some of the untouchables Mm -hmm. but do you want to tell them the first episode we're going to do
1: yes The first one, which will be going up, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it's going to come up on this Friday. Yes. It is called Shaun of the Dead. (laughs) It's
0: called, in (laughs) case you've never heard of this movie that's been existing for the last 16 years.
1: Yeah. With uh, starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost.
0: Yes. Uh, It's definitely one of my favorite movies. Again, Zombies. I've discussed this before. Mm -hmm. Huge fan of Zombies and this mixes obviously zombies with comedy and britishness which is all the things that i like yeah so
1: but that's going to be what we're going to do with the they're going to be monthly or bi-monthly depending how we're feeling bonus episodes they're not going to be as long cuz we're not going to be going through trying to nitpick it it's movies that we're going to tell you what our favorite part was <laughs> we'll talk about the cast we got new awards that we're going to be giving yes. out ones that don't crap on nicholas cage
0: okay <laughs>
1: you gotta think about you're like are we no so yeah. so it'd be new awards and on all you have to do to get these you don't have to pay for them is just we're gonna have a sign up thing you're gonna give us your email address and we're gonna send you the free episode we're
0: gonna have a sign up thing
1: a sign uh sign up on our website
0: yeah we have a website now guys yeah uh, ruining dot com look at us all professional like yeah yeah there's a place you can join we'll also have it on our facebook all of our social media today mm-hmm. if you're listening on tuesday but even if you're listening on wednesday we'll still have it up yeah there but you can also go to ruining dot com and hit the join our fan club yeah and all you have to do is give us your email and we won't sell it to anybody yeah we're and we're not gonna know
1: we're not gonna spam your email no no No. we're just trying to give people uh because we've created a very nice website and by we i do mean ashley (laughs) has created a very nice podcast uh website it has the list of our episodes we'll have show notes up there there's some biographies about a couple people us us maybe there'll be one for the producer of the podcast
0: (laughs) Yeah, Rupert.
1: Get him up there. I think you took very nice pictures of us to put up there. So we'll have to take a nice portrait of him to put up there as well.
0: I will do that.
1: Unfortunately, given the state of our world, Rupert has not been to the groomer. (laughs) So he does look slightly disheveled, even though he was recently bathed.
0: I did give him a bath yesterday. Yeah. He did not like it. (laughs) No. He's very bougie. He's like, I need my professional spa day. And he wasn't about.
1: No. He wouldn't even let you snip the little hairs around his toes. No. He was like, nope. You don't know what you're (laughs) doing. So.
0: Uh, Anyway.
1: But yeah. So, like I said, check out the social media pages and our website because they're all awesome.
0: Yes. Definitely. And yeah. We're gonna be setting up our weekly polls, uh, mm-hmm. for each week on Wednesdays, and so definitely go to our social media and vote on yeah. the movie you want to listen about.
1: And don't be afraid to vote on the Instagram poll and the Facebook poll oh, yeah. and the Twitter poll. You can vote. Some people as, have done that. Yeah, vote on all of them.
0: Yeah, follow us on all social media. Yeah. Why aren't you more obsessed with us?
1: You might be slinking. You know Slinking? what? I, you might be thinking that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles needs my three votes to make sure they don't do Three Ninjas.
0: Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you listen to the first few seconds of this podcast, you know that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles won. That is correct. By a landslide. Yeah. But the people that voted for Three Ninjas, don't worry because we are. As part of our poll schedule, we do have the losers of each poll will be going head to head Mm -hmm. in a couple weeks. Yes. So they will get another chance to possibly hear Three Ninjas.
1: Yes. Because Colt needs his day on our podcast.
0: Colt is trash. (laughs) He
1: really is.
0: (laughs) Tum Tum all the way.
1: Tum Tum and Rocky all the way.
0: My nephew's name is Rocky. Yeah. Hi, Rocky. If you're listening. He might be. If you're listening, text me that you're listening. And if you can't spell because you are seven... I don't know, because seven-year-olds...
1: They can spell. He can spell.
0: Oh, my God. I'm yes. the best aunt ever. <laughs> I have Remy do it. Yes. And... And hello to him as well. Yes. Hi, Remy. Yeah. Everybody else can go fuck themselves.
1: Whoa! I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> uh, so... We didn't even announce, technically, we are doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990 classic. Let's get back into that.
1: There we go. After
0: we did all the other stuff we were going to do. 1990. We've definitely done a 1990 movie before.
1: Yeah, I think we've done at least one or two.
0: But hit us with some 1990 facts.
1: This movie was released on March 30th of 1990. It had a budget of $13.5 million dollars and it grossed $202 million. So it was crazy successful. Uh, Popular TV shows from 1990 were Cheers, 60 Minutes, and Roseanne. Uh, A couple popular songs were George Michael, Praying for Time, Janet Jackson, Black Cat, and Vanilla Ice. Ice, ice, baby. Uh, Some popular movies, not including this one, but we're Home Alone, Ghost, and Dances with Wolves.
0: We've definitely done a 1990 movie because the Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Because I think I've said that I hated that movie. Yes. I won't get into it. Go look for the episode.
1: Maybe what? A, uh, you know what movie I can think of that was from 1990? Crybaby.
0: Oh, okay. Then that's yeah. probably the one. That's probably the one. That was a good movie.
1: That was a good movie. Now that if we went back and listed, we were like, it didn't hold up. (laughs) Like, awkward. Our episode didn't hold
0: up. (laughs) Uh, So meta. Anyway, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, definitely, like you said, a hit movie. Mm -hmm. What was your earliest memories from it?
1: I was huge into the toys. Mm -hmm. I felt like I might have had the toy before I had known what the cartoon was. But I feel like back in those, in the 90s and late 80s, Sometimes the toys would hit the store simultaneously. Like it was like, we're going to create this TV show just to sell action figures. So it wasn't like nowadays, I feel like the toy takes a year to produce, to kind of go with it. So I remember being crazy into the toys. I also remember, I want to say, judging by the date, March 30th, it probably my brothers went and saw it on Easter and I was sick and didn't go.
0: Well, that sucks.
1: Yeah. So I didn't see it till it came out on VHS, but I remember watching it a lot.
0: Yes. Yeah. Same. I would say it was on repeat in our house quite a bit mm-hmm. when it first came out. I don't remember seeing it in theaters, of course. I honestly don't know if I have like a really super early memory of this movie other than it scared me a little because it is dark. Mm-hmm. When I remember from it, it's like visually dark. But I was super excited they were really into pizza. That's yeah. what I can remember was that I was like, pizza, yes. Mm-hmm. These guys get me.
1: Especially Michelangelo was so much fun. I was yes. like, I just want to go hang out with him and eat some pizza.
0: Yeah, Michelangelo was definitely one of my faves.
1: Yeah, When I was a kid, I was kind of into three things. It was wrestlers, G.I. Joe... In Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I loved the toys, the video games, the movies, specifically the first two I was crazy into. I didn't see any of the reboots they've made.
0: At my old work, on Saturdays, we would play movies Mm -hmm. um, on the screens because it was very slow. And they played uh, the one with Megan Fox. So I've seen parts of it, but I never watched it. Just... uh, (laughs) it was we've discussed this before i'm not totally against remakes and reboots but i guess i just wasn't that into the concept of that completely ruining my childhood so i guess i can say that i understand when people get a little up in arms with certain reboots but Mm -hmm. you know i just didn't care about it that much so i never really watched it
1: that's how i would kind of describe myself was i was kind of indifferent towards it Which is weird because I was really into it as a kid. Yeah. But it's still, it just, I don't know, it didn't appeal to me. Right. But.
0: I just had a memory that has something to do with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was, and I don't know if I've told this story before on the podcast, but was when I was a kid, me and my brother were playing in our apartment building Mm -hmm. and he, we were playing with his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'm pretty sure it was from the third movie because they had, like, the ninja gear on. Or is mm-hmm. that from the second movie? No, no, third, third movie. movie. Okay, yeah. cool. And this stupid little kid who lived in a slightly different building tried to steal my brother's toys, and my brother, being older, was like, it's cool. And I told the kid to give it back, and I hit him with a sword and because we had a plastic sword for some reason. This is a great story. <laughs> um, and... He ran home, told his mom, and his mom legit called the cops on me. Wow. And told me I was going to get arrested. So I hid under my coffee table, and the cops actually came because apparently it was a slow crime day. And they just kind of laughed it off, and they are just like, don't hit other kids. Yeah. But I literally thought I was going to get arrested.
1: If you were a little smartass, you'd be like, I wouldn't have hit him if he wasn't stealing my brother's toys. Right? Yeah. He asked for it, little shit.
0: He did. He's probably in jail now. (laughs) I don't know. He's probably a perfectly nice kid. He
1: he went with, he's a terrible human being and he's in jail because he stole a toy from my brother when I was six. Yeah.
0: And his mom legit called the cops Uh, on a six-year-old. God. What? Wasted? Wasted? time
1: yeah how can we them? waste our police resources yeah. have them come out here and to this deal is in long
0: beach california you know there was crime there there was oh. things happening god i'm not trying to say long beach is crime ridden i'm just saying it's a more populated area there there's probably crime anyway do you think this will hold up
1: i kind of went back and forth i have kind of a vivid impression of what the turtles looked like in the movie because i remember I was very excited to get the toys from the movie because they had more of a rubbery feel to them, whereas the other ones were really plastic. And I always felt the turtles looked cool. And I know it's uh, Jim Henson was the one who created these turtles. So I think the look of them is going to hold up. But where I feel it's going to not hold up is the writing because it is trying to appeal to kids. So I kind of went back and forth and I think it's not going to hold up. I think there's going to be cheesy, some dated references that are very geared towards children. That's kind of where I've landed. I hope I'm wrong, by the way. Yeah. How about you?
0: First of all, you just blew my mind. I did not know the Jim Hansen. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. So good trivia Ryan.
1: You're welcome.
0: I also think it's not going to hold up. And I think it's going to be a mixture of maybe the costumes being a little creepy. Mm Mm-hmm. In the concept of what we have today, where honestly, we rely way too heavily on special effects, but in some cases they're done very well. I'm a little worried about the writing as well, especially since, I mean, I vaguely remember, it's been a while since I've seen this movie, but I vaguely remember there being some like street criminals that might be a little offensive racially, like stereotype wise. Um, I hope I'm wrong too I'm hoping the plot at least will be good and just a n- nice nostalgic watch but yeah I don't think it's going to hold up yeah so
1: where can you find this movie
0: um that's a good question Ryan <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at this apparently there's a website slash app called popcorn flicks that you can watch stream it on with ads so oh. I'm guessing if there's ads it's probably free but you have to suffer the ads um you can also rent it and buy it on all of the streaming apps that you can think of so it's widely available for a price <laughs> <laughs> excellent content you can find it yeah. and apparently this popcorn flicks app you can watch it
1: I'm kind of blown away at the sheer volume of streaming providers that we were unaware existed. Yeah. And we're just getting more and more of them.
0: We're going to get more, honestly, I think due to like coronaviruses, I think like I'm more surprised theaters, more theaters haven't started doing it. I know AMC did Mm -hmm. start doing some. Apparently Fandango now has one because that's listed. Wow. That's a thing. So, yeah. Jeez.
1: So many.
0: It's kind of nice, but I also feel like it's like the end of an era of, I'm a little worried about movie theaters, you know?
1: I will say, given the change in some of these movies that were supposed to go to theaters and like trolls going straight to streaming, and more importantly, not only that that it went that way, it was successful. Yeah. Kind of makes you wonder if that's going to be a avenue that will be explored more once we get out of this
0: yeah that's true it's 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 a little worrisome but i guess we'll see
1: yeah (laughs) so let's go ahead and we're going to go ahead and hit the
0: posse pause and i'm going
1: to try that again with less words we're going to go ahead and hit the
0: posse pause
1: and we'll be back
0: we'll be right back
1: And we're back. We just finished watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And we're going to go ahead and break down our movie like we always do. And our first category is, well, hello there. Well, hello there. Where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And there was quite a few. Who did you notice?
0: The first person I noticed was Judith Hoag, who plays April O'Neil. And this is Definitely one of the times where I would say that I know her first from this movie. Mm -hmm. But she's been in Halloween Town, which was one of my childhood favorites. Disney Channel original movie. (laughs) And she was also Tandy from Nashville, which is a show that we watched. Never finished. No. It's not still on, is it?
1: No, I think they just did like a... There might be eight episodes we need to watch.
0: (laughs) I feel like... For some reason, I felt like it was still on. I think it was on for another season after we stopped watching it. Oh, okay. I don't want to spoil alert anybody, but we basically stopped watching it once I went to CMT. We watched yeah. a couple episodes, and then we kind of stopped.
1: I feel like we stopped watching the minute they killed off Connie Britton.
0: <laughs> well, we didn't officially see that she got killed off.
1: I thought we did. Did we? Oh. Well, ironically enough, she, uh, Judith Hoag, Hoag uh, played Connie Britton's sister. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And... So spoiler alert for anybody that has never seen Nashville, but thought maybe I'll watch that show
1: one day. (laughs) Curveball. Connie Britton dies. They
0: kill off the main character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But definitely know her as April O'Neil first.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, The first one that I noticed, uh, wasn't even a actual character on screen, but I recognized the voice, which was Corey Feldman does the voice for Donatello. Uh, Corey Feldman, obviously, is an extremely famous child actor. The main thing I know him from is Goonies.
0: Yes. He's definitely one of the better parts of the Goonies. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a lot because I I do truly love every character in that movie.
1: Yeah. I think he, hands down, is probably my favorite part. Because we we watched it not too long ago, like yeah. a year ago. And I did catch there was a line where Michelangelo is waiting for a pizza to be delivered. And Donatello walks over and he is like, hey, Mikey. And I immediately had a Goonies flashback.
0: That's, I wonder if they did that on purpose.
1: God, I I hope.
0: remember him saying that because I was like, does he, call, do they call Michelangelo Mikey in the song? I never noticed that.
1: Yeah, I, they might, but I immediately picked up on that. Yeah. Immediately, just the voice. I was like, oh my
0: God. To me, that seems like a reference. Yeah. Because this is what four years four years later yeah yeah. definitely the next person i was super excited we had to rewind it because i was like is that who i think it is it's a legit cameo this is what i picture in my mind when we created this category it is sam motherfucking rockwell as literally credited as head thug yes he's so young Mm -hmm. and he has a little shaved eyebrow and he, he's part of the group of kids that the... What is what is the army called?
1: They turn him into the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan. I was yeah.
0: going to say the Foot Gang. and I was, <laughs> That's not right. Uh, Foot Clan. And I thought he was only going to be in the beginning of the movie, but he ended up having quite a few lines and yeah. being in most of the movie just doesn't have a character name, apparently.
1: It was funny because you go oh my god was that sam rockwell we had to pause it rewind it which is funny in itself but yes this is the very idea of what we had in mind when we created this category yeah because also i feel like there's stories out there like on facebook where they'll be like you might not know this person was in this movie and i had never come across this
0: yeah that's true
1: it was a very nice surprise
0: and usually when it's like a buzzfeed article and i'm like i know 90 of these because i am a nerd yeah but yeah this was a nice little treat yeah because i love me some sam rockwell
1: definitely legit academy award winner (laughs)
0: legit
1: hanging out with the turtles
0: uh who is your next one
1: the next one for me was elias Cotase. I don't yeah. know if I'm saying his last name correctly.
0: Cotiz? Cotiz? I don't
1: know. He played Casey Jones. Yes. Which Casey Jones was always one of my favorite characters. I was always excited when he would pop up on the show. Uh, the main thing that I think I know him from now, and it's not even a show that I watch, but you've watched it, and I've caught a couple scenes here or there, was Chicago PD. Yes, he so. plays
0: Alvin Olinsky. Yeah. he played, spoiler alert. Played. <laughs> <laughs> We're just spoiling T V shows for people. If they never seen Nashville, if they've never seen Chicago P D.
1: Kerball, these people are all dead.
0: Yes. Um, fun fact about this, I even wrote it in my notes that when I was a kid, I thought he was Robert De Niro. Obviously Robert De Niro's De- Robert De Niro's a little older mm-hmm. but I always thought that they looked very similar.
1: I could definitely see that.
0: Yeah. I don't know if they've ever played siblings in a movie. Because they should.
1: I'm just thinking, I'm like, they made that movie, uh, City by the Sea, where Franco, James Franco, plays his son. This guy totally would have been a better Robert <laughs> yeah, De Niro. Yeah, this guy's son. probably
0: only like 10 years younger than him.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good point. But he, the, I could definitely see that.
0: Yeah. The other person, I was looking at his trivia, and I guess he gets confused with Christopher Maloney, too, a lot, which I could also see.
1: More so De Niro for me. Yeah. I no, I
0: think he has that. Maybe that's what he was going for, especially in this movie, like to have a little bit of a tough guy, De Niro type. But
1: yeah, <laughs> speaking of SVU, my next one is Josh Pace or Pass.
0: Paz. Yeah, Pace. I don't know.
1: He voiced Raphael, yeah. but also he had a cameo where he's a passenger and like a cab. Yes. But he was a total creep on svu yeah i think I'm you pretty said,
0: sure he's been in other things but that's what i remember
1: him from i i pulled up his wikipedia because i'm like i know him from stuff uh, just some of the things he was in was scream 3 oh, okay uh phone booth which i always liked with our boy that would be a good one for our podcast our boy colin farrell and he was in joker oh which we have not seen but i'm like that's a hit movie that people have yeah. seen just not us
0: we suck yeah don't come at us guys <laughs> or do just do it J- anyway um yeah yeah he was a creep in yeah, svu definitely. for sure who isn't a creep in svu that if you're not part of the main <laughs> cast or a yeah. victim
1: that's true yeah even yeah, well and even some of the main cast end up being some creeps am i right
0: are you <laughs> don't
1: okay. call me on that because i'm like going Maybe there isn't creeps in the main cast. Well,
0: case. I mean, he was a reoccurring character, and he worked for the PD, so that was kind of a, in a way, yes. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever been, a, like, a detective that turns out being bad. I don't know about SVU, but regular Law & Order had a couple, like, where it's a reoccurring character, and they don't turn out to be creeps, but they break the law. Yeah. But, um, anyway, <laughs> this is not a Law & Order <laughs> podcast, even though that'd be amazing. I'm sure there's plenty of them already. My next one, I didn't really have anybody else other than I just wanted to mention the other two voice actors for the Turtles. And Michelangelo is voiced by Robbie Rist. We're just like butchering all these names. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. But he does a lot of voiceover acting still. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was a kid, Michelangelo was my favorite turtle. Yes. And do you know the other person? I, I don't. Oh. It's Brian Tochi as Leonardo, and he was actually in Revenge of the Nerds, Okay. and he does a lot of voiceover work still. So Nice. Yeah.
1: I don't have anything on them, but I did see there was a couple uncredited Foot Clan members. Oh, yeah. I guess they're just in the background because I did not see them uh, or recognize them, at least. They would have been significantly younger, but supposedly Skeet Ulrich plays one of the Foot Clan members and also Scott Wolf.
0: I'm going to have to Google and see if there's like a picture of them yeah. because I kind of tried to look after I saw that Sam Sam
1: Sam Rockwell,
0: <laughs> Sam Rockwell was one of the thugs. I did try to look at whenever they have like a group of the kids to see if it was just a random person that we would recognize, but I didn't really see anybody. And halfway through the movie, I just forgot about it. Yeah.
1: No, I did the same thing. And I did not read that they were in it until the very end of the movie. And I was like, damn it, I would have kept a better eye out for them. Yeah. So.
0: Wasn't Scott Wolf, he was in Double Dragon? Yes. Yeah.
1: Filmed in Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good fact, Ryan. Yes. Is that all you had?
1: That is all I had, yeah.
0: So we will move on to the next category. Kids would call it a throwback. We call it the prime of our teens. And you know why I paused?
1: For entrance of our music. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a thing. Are you guys excited about it? I hope so. I'm editing in post, so I have no clue what it sounds like right now. <laughs> did Did you see any fashion choices you wanted to discuss?
1: I'm not going to lie. I only had one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Apparently, I was slacking off on this category. But April O'Neil's boss, uh, I think his name was Charles. That sounds right. Yeah, Charles Pennington. He has a son named Danny. And I noticed he predominantly wears Sid Vicious t-shirts.
0: He's very into Sid Vicious. He had two different shirts. Yeah. I noticed that as well.
1: Rocking the Sex Pistols, which is kind of weird because I feel like that's going to fly. And this was a kid's movie. It's going to fly over kids' heads. They don't know who that's true they're like
0: why is this guy wearing this random shirt yeah the one shirt actually said Sid on it and the other one had said and nancy yeah but yeah
1: i remember the sid from when i was a kid because there was a pro wrestler named sid vicious Mm -hmm. so when i was a kid i thought i'm like oh he's wearing a sid vicious t-shirt in the sense of i thought it was a pro i had no clue that they literally had the same name
0: yeah yeah dork
1: nope total nerd
0: I knew who the Sex Pistols were.
1: When you were six?
0: No. (laughs) I didn't get into them until I was like 17. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm into punk.
1: Yeah. I'm cool.
0: I'm so cool. I know who the Clash is. That was me when I was 17.
1: I could see you saying that. (laughs) Like, I know you guys are all into your Britney Spears, but I like the Sex Pistols.
0: That's exactly how I was.
1: (laughs) And all your friends were like, who the fuck are the Sex Pistols? Yeah,
0: why are they so angry? April had some amazing outfits, including the like vinyl yellow jacket, which is to me just like her ideal outfit. Yeah, and her beautiful curly hair. Gorgeous. It was teased to G's <laughs> zest. zest.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and then at one point, uh, when it's the scene where she gets attacked by the large amount of ninjas who you probably could have only had to send two, but to beat up a middle-aged woman. Yeah. But uh, I don't think she was middle-aged, probably like 25. But when I was a kid, I thought she looked so old. You know, when you're a kid, you think everybody over your age is super old.
1: As I say, you throw me a 25-year-old when I was six. I'm like, that kid's a 100. Yeah. Like, that's... That, kid's on. <laughs> that kid's 100. That kid's 100.
0: But she was wearing an awesome outfit with a neck brooch and it was like a vest skirt combo but I actually thought it was pretty cute I'm not gonna lie I'd rock it right now
1: (laughs) like I'd bring that back yeah I actually did just think of another one and it was whenever Raphael would go out into public as a human or try to blend in I should say as a human he would wear a fedora and a trench coat (laughs) and I'm going but you still have green legs and you have a turtle face. You're not blending in.
0: In the scene where he's walking before he meets Casey Jones for the first time and he stops two kids from stealing a purse. Mm-hmm. And he flashes his, um, what are they called? I think he- they were called like size. size. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I was just like, you don't have to flash that you have a weapon. You're a fucking turtle. <laughs> that is scary enough for the kids to be like, okay, I'm out of here.
1: Ginormous green turtle. <laughs> yeah, They're not going like, oh, I should go back and try to get that purse.
0: But you know what it reminded me of was when in Fantastic Four, which is an episode we did not that long ago, mm-hmm. when um Thing. Thing was trying to meet up with his fiance and he wore a fedora. And, uh, and I'm like, you are not hiding the fact that you're completely... <laughs>
1: not human but okay the trench coat and fedora combination not a good one you Uh, know i will say though i do distinctly remember they made a turtle like that i'm pretty
0: sure my brother had it yeah yeah.
1: it's a pretty sweet one
0: um the one thing i do want to address in this category is so at one point they all flee to april o'neill's farmhouse or her Mm -hmm. family's farmhouse and Casey Jones is just wearing these sweatpants that leave no room for the imagination about his crotch area. If you have the time, please go to that scene because it's just, I think he's wearing a cup almost. Oh, it's really? Very, he looks like a Ken doll down there, but it, a big bulge because Ken dolls didn't really have anything. It was very flat, but yeah. it was very like a triangle.
1: E- I don't that know. It makes sense that he might have been wearing a cup though. They yeah. might have been like, whoa, bud showing a little too much put put down something to yeah. smooth get, the area out
0: can you get thicker sweatpants, please
1: i did not pick up on that but i'm, just I'm very glad at, i didn't
0: i'm just staring at people's crotches
1: <laughs> beautiful package sir
0: <laughs> uh, also um shredder's final outfit i felt like looked like it was made by somebody that designs ice skating costumes it was very bedazzled
1: yeah i felt like if you remove shredder shoulder pads which they made some uh i think somebody made a joke about like is he gonna make some coleslaw or something yeah which i was like well done on riff tracking your own movie (laughs) but i was thinking if you took the shoulder pads off it was very bedazzled to the point that i was like that'd be a very nice pantsuit for a middle-aged woman (laughs) Especially
0: in the late 80s, early yeah, 90s yeah. yeah
1: a grandma would totally wear what you're wearing, sir.
0: Just add a a nice scarf. yeah, yeah. And, and
1: you'd mention, borrow April O'Neill's brooch. Yeah, be beautiful.
0: <laughs> uh, God that's amazing. Did you have anything else? I did not. Uh, what about offensive jokes or dated references?
1: There was a ton of dated references right off to the bat right off the bat. They show the New York City skyline, and you even said it. You are like, "Well, there is a dated reference because you could see the World Trade Center." Yeah,
0: it's a pre pre nine eleven.
1: Yeah, I feel like you probably can't really find anything prior to two thousand one if it was New York. That's it was so iconic. It usually was in the scene. Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. It was like an identifying mark, other than the Statue of Liberty. I yeah, I mean, there is a couple of things, but uh, what yeah. did you notice? So, sometimes the the turtles. The group of them. I don't know what to call them as just a reference.
1: The turtles. The dudes. The brass.
0: They did it a couple times where they go on little tangents and just say, like, excellent, righteous, bossa nova. Yeah. And I just felt like that itself. Obviously, there's things like cowabunga, which they say at the very end of the movie. Mm -hmm. That's, to me, that is synonymous with them mm-hmm. but some of the other ones i was like whoa 90s calm down
1: yeah that whole that very last scene that's yeah. essentially what they're, they're like gnarly and you're yeah. like oh my god
0: it it, it dates it a yeah. little bit it's also
1: but yeah it, it was a good way to slip cowabunga in there yeah because that was you know them for me i know there was some product placement where when it is 30 years old it's inevitable that you're gonna have like the old school logo and there was a scene where there was they were eating burger king so there mm-hmm. was like an old box that the whopper used to come in yeah and it had the old logo and there was also Domino's, yes which when i saw them ordering Domino's, i'm like dude you're in new york nobody's ordering dominoes right you're getting a good pizza nothing
0: like bad. how much did Domino's have to pay to get that product placement hell yeah that's a plot hole in itself I um, think I
1: listed that as a plot hole. I was like, why are you getting dominoes in New York, bro? Like, really? Yeah.
0: Um They made some references, sports references. Mm-hmm. Like the Jose Canseco bat. Yeah. And I think they mentioned Gretzky. Yeah. They said Wayne Gretzky on steroids. Yeah. For uh, describing Casey Jones.
1: Which, I mean, he he's a fit guy, but... He's not
0: not if you see him in sweatpants. <laughs> Just saying.
1: Uh, the Jose Canseco thing was interesting because I think it's very of the times for right. this. But if you ever watch the movie Liar Liar, Jim Carrey's like bonding over his son, and he's like, you know, we can play baseball. You can be Hideo Nomo, and I can be Jose Canseco. And it was in 1997, and Jose Canseco was not a good baseball player at that point. Like, here... No, he was like one of the best. Right. When I mentioned the pizza was they get their little pizza delivered to their apartment and he's going to chop it up with the sword and they call it the Ginzu Turbo. Yeah. And I was like, Ginzu knives were huge back then. Not That's that true. Much. Yeah. I
0: actually had a plot hole for that, but I'll, I'll just mention it now uh, that they had to cut their pizza. Excellent point. Obviously, I know it's just because they're like, hey, they're ninjas and they can cut a pizza in midair and it's really awesome. Yeah. But I'm like, what kind of shit Domino's doesn't cut your pizza for you?
1: <laughs> but it happened to us.
0: Oh, that's true. At Trivia. That's very true. We're going to
1: sit there and try to hack the pizza with, with a the plastic, plastic knife. <laughs> yeah. oh. Like, oh, yeah. They forgot to wheel it for us. Yeah. Wheel oh. it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: At one point, April O'Neill says, Why don't I ever dream about Harrison Ford? Which, obviously, he's Harrison Ford, but I yeah. think in the context of this movie, he was still like super legit, like beefy dude.
1: Yeah, he was like a, almost a sex symbol back yeah. then. Yeah, Not I mean, so
0: much anymore. I mean, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Working girl, too, if you've ever seen that movie. Sorry, I was like zoning out.
1: <laughs> you just are sort of like, hmm. Working girl. I was like going. She's gonna say Han Solo. No.
0: I mean, yeah, that's an obvious choice. Yeah. Um, Who else?
1: Michelangelo does some impressions. Yes. He does obviously Rocky, which Rocky's kind of timeless, but he does James Cagney. Yes. That is a interesting one. Even I think thirty years ago, that would have been a kind of a stretch.
0: Uh, the only reason I think they did it was because he says, you dirty rat. And yeah. Obviously, their dad's a rat.
1: That's true. And April makes that comment like, oh, Splinter must love that one. And they're like, crickets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently, she's not allowed to make jokes. Yeah. They Donatello also references moonlighting. Yeah. Um, To signify that April and Casey have sexual attention like Bruce Willis and Civil Shepherd did in mm-hmm. that TV show. Yes which is a classic TV show where they always reference it as a will they, won't they, but then when they do it, it ruins the show. Very true. Yeah.
1: I have never seen an episode of that, but I've, I got I got the reference. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably, if it wasn't still on, it probably had just ended. So that's, that's like, true. you know, at the time it was probably relevant.
0: The only other one I had was at one point Casey tries to use every demeaning term for a female in the span of 30 seconds yeah. as some sort of flirting technique
1: Yeah. for April. Because every woman likes to be called toots.
0: Yeah. Ugh, he's something else. No.
1: That was probably like the one offensive one that I had, was I'm like, dude. I've never met a girl that was like, yeah, call me sweet cake. And
0: Even in the early 90s. Yeah.
1: The last one that I had, which it was just a prop on a table, yeah. was they have the ceramic bust of Elvis Presley, Mm -hmm. but it looks exactly like the one that they break on, say, By the Bell, and they have to host a party to raise money so they can go replace it. It was Screech's mom's. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's a classic episode.
1: It really is, and I, I was like, oh my God, I'm pretty sure that's the exact one.
0: Yeah, it definitely, you pointed it out, and then in another scene they showed it, and I was like, yeah, it definitely looks like it. Yeah. Did you have anything else?
1: No, that was actually it. Our next category, we're going to go ahead and get our Walkman out and listen to some music and talk about some dated technology.
0: That sound effect is amazing. <laughs> Just saying.
1: It is a top-notch one. I thought of it.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's very true.
1: Yes. I was very proud of it.
0: There was some that mm-hmm. I noticed. Uh, the first one was the sewer payphone yes. that they had uh, where Michelangelo used to order pizza. And as an adult, I'm just thinking the logistics. Like, how did they wire that there? And what's what's going
1: on? I watched the same movie as you, and all I picked up on was I was like, oh, I used to pay phone to order a pizza. Not that the payphone is in the sewer. <laughs> when I, I was a kid, a...
0: I thought it was cool. Yeah,
1: I thought I, was, I never put two and two together until you just said it. That makes no sense that they have a payphone down in the sewer. Uh... Oh, God. What was yours? At the beginning of the movie, they're doing a news story, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, And the Foot Clan members are going around just committing petty crimes, stealing pocketbooks and stuff. But this lady's sitting on her, like, fire escape, watching television. And she looks away for a second, turns back, and they steal her, like, boxy TV. That alone, I always went that. makes. As a kid, I went that makes no sense. If she's on a fire escape, where did the guy go?
0: Yeah, that's true. How how fast is he? Obviously, he's being trained by ninjas, but it was still very quick.
1: I was like, she looked away for three seconds. She could look down and be like, oh, there he is. He's running away with my TV. I should call the cops. Yeah, (laughs) But no.
0: There was quite a few box televisions. At one point, Shredder's looking at a wall of them. Yes. Like he's Batman.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice reference.
0: (laughs) But I was excited. So at one point, you're introduced to kind of all these, I thought they were street kids, but then you realize Danny's a spoiled, privileged kid who decided to join a gang because his dad doesn't pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. So they they have this cool hangout. There's arcade games. There's ramps. Like, no wonder all these kids join. I mean, I would. It was a as sweet an adult. hangout. But they had a NARC arcade game, which yes. was awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. There's some good ones in there. Like yeah. it was a oh my god, any kid would go hang out there. They had a pool table. The ramps for the skateboarding alone I thought were amazing.
0: They always had fast food.
1: Yeah. There was a, a box of bazooka bubblegum.
0: Go ahead. It's like it's like Shredder used um like the tactics of a pedophile <laughs> <laughs> to get these kids. <laughs> to join his gang. He's like, I will give you everything you'd ever dream of.
1: But he actually follows through with it. He's not like trying to lure him no. into a van and be like, oh, No, he's just vanity. trying to lure him to do his bidding no. and
0: sometimes beat, have his other guy, I don't know what the guy's name is. Yeah, I don't know what that his, guy's like, name was. lieutenant or something. Yeah, You know, beat the shit out of the kids if they don't perform well.
1: Yeah. I also felt like they didn't really, I would assume they're taking these items and then flipping them. Right. But I felt like they didn't even explain that.
0: Like, what were they funding exactly? It just
1: felt like they were just stealing this stuff. And they're like, are these kids taking it home? (laughs) Like, they don't explain that. That's true. Yeah.
0: At one point when Danny and his dad are visiting April at her apartment, Mm -hmm. he's like, where does I don't even know where you got those headphones. Yeah. So I don't know if they, they are stolen or if they're selling it. And then he uses the money to buy, you know, his own headphones. I don't know. They don't explain
1: it. No, they don't.
0: The other thing I saw was when the army is attacking everybody at April's apartment. Mm -hmm. At one point, her answering machine falls out of the roof or not the roof, the floor. Yeah. And it's like on fire, but it's still working. And
1: as it would.
0: Yeah. And her (laughs) boss fires her because she won't drop the story. Yeah. About said army.
1: And he left the nicest message. He was like, I'm sorry, April, you're fired. I know this comes as a shock okay bye end of call <laughs> that was it I'm like you just fired her over her answering machine
0: it's the 1990 equivalent to breaking up with somebody over text message
1: yeah basically
0: did you have anything else
1: no that was it for that category
0: okay right right okay the next category is is it even good or as I like to say let's get digging because <laughs> there's some plot holes we need to talk about What did you think about the plot?
1: Radioactive material spills on turtles. They grow to human size, can talk and fight crime, and are ninjas? Not the most believable thing I've ever seen.
0: But it's not supposed to be believable, of course.
1: No, no. I would say as far as, if you take it in the context of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it was a good plot within their universe. Yes. Like, they... Develop the Foot Clan and how they get their members, and
0: and then they they do brush over their origin story, yeah. and Shredder's origin story, mm-hmm. and Splinter's yeah. origin story.
1: They kind of hit on all of them, and as a kid, I I it didn't go over my head yeah. what I was watching, yeah. So I I enjoyed it.
0: The one thing I will say, the biggest plot hole in this whole movie is nobody questions why there are four human-sized turtles and one human-sized rat just running around New York City fighting crime. No. Every single person when faced with them as a reality shrugs it off, except for April. Yes. Who screams, but five seconds later, she's fine. She was okay with it. She's like, you guys want some pizza? Come to my apartment.
1: Yeah. It's always interesting in movies, like, when there's a superhero, how people just accept that these people have superpowers. Yeah. Like, even in the Avengers, there's plenty of normal people that are witnessing these insane superpowers. And they just accept, like, I just watched a guy fly through the air, a Hulk that is five stories tall, and a gigantic green man. They're like, "Eh, I get it. Makes sense. That's true. I
0: think with like Avengers though, they slowly incorporate more and more people. Mm-hmm. So eventually the world knows who Iron Man is. So then eventually it just becomes they become jaded to the fact. They're like, "Oh, another superhero." Yeah. But it's just like so small in here like at one point Casey finally figures out that they're actual turtles and not some random dudes in masks mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Meh." And then when he meets Splinter for the first time when he's saving him, he literally goes, That's a large rat. Meh. (laughs) Like he shrugs. Okay. I get it. Uh,
1: The other main plot hole that I had was like, I kind of mentioned it a second ago, is at the beginning of the movie, they're showing this montage of crimes of these kids just doing pickpocketing and petty thefts. But they're covering this on the news and it's a crime wave. They're in New York City. Was there no murders this week? right the crime wave is some kids committing some pickpocketing
0: and they may i put a note about that because i was like her newscast is very long and informative
1: <laughs> very long winded yeah. yeah
0: It's very specific as setting up the plot yeah. that was pretty much all i had no. for plot holes to be the, honest with
1: you. the only one that i was the other one i wanted to mention was when splinter is explaining kind of his origin and the turtles and he's talking about how he's like i found these turtles and they're by a container that literally says radioactive material yes and he goes they learn the secret art of ninja (laughs) okay that's what they're trained in secret art of ninja gotcha
0: that's all you need to know
1: Yep. all right (laughs) gloss over what's going on there yep secret art of ninja check
0: what was your funniest line or moment
1: and i think it's part that when i was a kid i was such a casey jones guy was when he first shows up and he's attacking the foot clan members in the park and yeah. he's just hitting them with hockey puns <laughs> and he's like two minutes for slashing and he like cracks them with the thing. things like two minutes for hooking sweeps the guy's legs and he's like in my favorite two minutes for high sticking and he just is going to chop them and I was like well if anything he's accurate with the time of the penalties and it's just well done <laughs>
0: Do you think he like sat at home and was practicing those? Yeah,
1: he's a big hockey mark.
0: Mine was a little bit cringy, but also equally funny was Raphael, who's a very intense young man, mm-hmm. young turtle. He is angry about Splinter getting kidnapped and possibly dead. They're not quite sure. And they're, he's on the roof of April's apartment and he's just doing angry cartwheels. and he's just
1: so intense about it he's like grunting and uh it was amazing it was a great like 80s action movie montage where he's like training he's throwing these real high kicks it was it It was good
0: honestly reminded me in footloose when kevin bacon is angry dancing yes it reminded me exactly of that i don't know if they referenced that or if
1: (sighs) it was just a that's a spot on representation. Yeah, of it. yeah. it's Kevin Bacon's and it was angry just dancing. It's funny
0: because I was like, I don't know if a lot of people do angry cartwheels.
1: <laughs> Let alone <laughs> ginormous turtles. Yes. Uh,
0: uh, what about your cringiest liner
1: moment? My cringiest moment is Splinter's having a heart to heart with the turtles about how he's like, I won't always be there. And like, you're going to be on your own one day. He ends that speech, and they immediately start dancing to tequila. I'm like, he just had a heart-to-heart heart with you guys, and you guys are just like, ah, fuck it. Da, da, na, 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 na. I think tequila!
0: trying to depict that they are teenagers, and you can sit there and have a serious conversation, and teenagers are, like, so easily distracted. But I agree with you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Your
0: dad's trying to have a heart-to-heart heart <laughs> with you guys. Mine was... When they're at the farmhouse and April is doing this weird voiceover that other than the first part of the movie where she's doing the voiceover because she's doing a news broadcast, I felt like it was really out of place that she was doing like a voiceover and she's like writing a story about the turtles and Casey. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of it, Raphael just yells, (laughs) splinter! Again, a very intense young man. (laughs) And but he was, was also on the roof yeah <laughs> he's just yelling it into the universe splinter uh, but yeah that whole part was pretty cheesy uh,
1: so well done
0: did you have anything else you wanted to talk about
1: as far as their costumes i was very well uh very impressed with how well the turtles are able to move
0: yeah i noticed that in one of the fight scenes
1: yeah like well done to the jim hansen people for making these and they were flipping and stuff which i'm like they didn't figure out how to help batman turn his head until like nolan made the movies like it's crazy
0: (laughs) the thing i noticed about the suits were uh i don't know if i ever really noticed this as a kid but because they're not really wearing much clothing mm-hmm. like there's a lot of upper thigh and they have like veins and i was just like there was times where they were kind of sitting like with their legs open and i'm like that's a lot of turtle thigh
1: this was i immediately thought of the scene where april's drawing them yeah and she's drawing Rafael or not rafael leonardo sitting yeah. outside the bathroom and it yeah a lot of leg spreadage i was yeah. like jesus close like your legs <laughs> Those are uh, thighs, man.
0: um the one thing i wanted to talk about because i kind of mentioned it when we were watching the movie but when i was a kid i totally thought danny was somehow related to april i thought he was like her nephew yeah when he's just her boss's kid who like her boss goes over to her house a lot
1: yeah that was weird in itself yeah.
0: and then i was like did i think they were dating at one point when i was a kid
1: when he shows up at first so mm-hmm. it seems like he's kind of there to check on her because she was jumped in the parking right. lot but it's also like it definitely seems like april knows danny pretty well yeah so yeah it was when i was a kid i definitely had it was that was her boyfriend's son huh was the way i took it but watching it back i'm like there's no indication that that's her boyfriend that's they're, definitely they're not just related her yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's totally into casey jones
0: for sure there was one moment that I almost put it as my cringiest was when they're at the farmhouse and Casey and her flirting a little bit, Casey and April, her shoulder hurts. So he's going to massage her, but he like throws her into the chair yeah. to massage her.
1: And he was, that alone was domestic abuse. Yes. <laughs> like, I was like, well, that's aggressive. It's a little rough. And then the massage, he was getting a little too chesty oh, with her. Oh, yeah. That was,
0: like, it was a creep move yeah total creep move
1: like, dude calm down handsy
0: it's definitely one of those uh and i feel like this happened a lot in movies in the 80s and 70s where two people don't even seem to like each other but because they're younger and good looking uh, at the end they get together i and gotta I'm like, I, together yeah i guess
1: yeah it doesn't yeah it happens a lot in the older movies yeah
0: i did feel like april had more chemistry with raphael than she had with Casey. Not that I'm condoning, you know, turtle. Inner species. We don't want to have a Howard the Duck situation. But, (laughs) you know, Raphael was there for her. He saved her quite a few times.
1: I felt like as far as the turtles went, the only one that has any depth or character development is Raphael. That's true. They don't develop the other three really at all.
0: I will say I feel like Michelangelo was there to catch the jokes yeah he was there as the funny one Mm -hmm. but i definitely agree that uh leonardo and donatello are not as developed as the other two and especially especially Raphael.
1: i didn't i'm like you you're writing this you could have one of them have this emotional issue and then this one's struggling with this i was like why are you just giving it all to Raphael? i thought that was a very because
0: he's like the straight i think like him and leonardo are like the two like they're not as funny mm-hmm. they're a little more serious and then donatello and michelangelo were like we got the jokes yeah and the no. impressions which so.
1: it would have been fine i think if they would have just left all the jokes to michelangelo because that's kind of how the cartoon was but yeah like spread around the wealth
0: yeah but, i agree yeah. did you have anything else you wanted to talk about no that is it sweet
1: As always, it is award season, and I hope you guys liked our little music we added. Uh, we give out two awards every week, the first of which is a Valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage Online School of Bad Acting. Who did you give your award to?
0: I had to give it to Michael Turney, who played Danny. Okay. Because I broke it down a little, and I think I'm going to do this from now on. His acting. He always looked like he needed to pee.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: He was going through some stuff. I'm not quite sure what because they really brushed on his whole story. But it was basically just like they had him so they could have like an in on what Shredder was doing. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know if he really served a purpose as a character. Like I said earlier, he was an entitled kid who joins a gang because his dad doesn't pay attention to him. And he literally says that at one point. Yeah. My dad doesn't care about me.
1: Yeah. He was not a great actor. No. But I kept it in the family and gave it to his dad, played by Jay Patterson. He did seem like the worst boss ever. Because He does fire April over the phone, but where I really didn't enjoy him... Was all of his interactions with Danny? It was very much you knew that these were two people acting. Yes. Because it was he was so robotic when he was just like, "Are you okay, Danny? You're talking just to your child. You're not dropping their name. Yeah. It was unnecessary and just it was bad. Their all of their scenes were bad.
0: And it just reminded me that at the end of the movie, he's like, "It's just Dan now." <laughs> Just and I was like, that's your character arc is that you changed your name from Danny to Dan. <laughs> oh, man. He's been through some stuff.
1: Yeah, He's grown up. Uh. Oh. Just Dan. My brother. <laughs> My brother did that. He went away to college and he stopped being Danny. And he was Dan.
0: Here's him going, that's not what it was, nope. Ryan. He's, he's going to text gonna, you. He's going to
1: immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and have to remember I said that. Yeah. It was funny when one of his friends was like called him that, and they're like, oh, that's Dan, and she was like, no, that's Danny, <laughs> like <laughs> bullshit. Oh,
0: <sighs> good times.
1: He's a man.
0: Should we move on? We shall. The next award is the Thomas J. Hanks Award for exceptional acting, acting, yeah, acting, and maybe the savior of our world because they're testing his plasma for the coronavirus. Correct. Yeah like i tied in the real in case you're listening to this and you're just like i just want to forget about the world's events don't forget the world
1: is shit right now or if you're listening to this podcast a year from now you're like i'm gonna go back and listen to some episodes turns out we are dealing with a pandemic at this time folks
0: yeah it sucks i don't think people will forget that for a while no who is your pick
1: i gave it to casey jones you would (laughs) there wasn't a lot to choose from that's true it was kind of hard But I really enjoyed his scenes. Uh, We did talk about how he gets a little handsy with April and throws her into a chair, which was just weird. But I felt like he was enjoyable and as a kid, definitely was my favorite part of the movies. For sure. Who did you give your award to?
0: I gave mine to Kevin Clash, who did the voice of Splinter. Yes. Because I felt like he's really the heart of the group. Mm -hmm. He's such a good dad and a good sensei. Mm Mm-hmm. I said dad weird again. And I felt like his part could have been a lot cheesier since he is literally a human sized rat. Yeah. But I thought he actually brought a lot of heart to it. No, he definitely was. And he was so wise. And he helped Danny get through some stuff, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So I just liked his part. And I thought his origin story was interesting. But now that I remember, did you have a hard time seeing the origin story? It was very dark yeah. and grainy, and I think I think they did that on purpose to show that it was in the past. But yeah. I literally it was straining my eyes
1: it to was see things. Very grainy, and I did when we were watching it. Remember that this was Jim Henson, so I felt little splinter, like normal size splinter. It yeah. looks like Rizzo, Rizzo the, Rizzo the Rat, <laughs> and I will say as far as splinter, you might know this. I don't know, but do you know what? kevin clash is famous for no he is the voice of elmo oh the original voice of elmo
0: like the perverted one. yes oh man i
1: don't know well <laughs> also just, you know we don't know about the allegations against him but yeah he was a voice of when i didn't know that till today oh and i went holy crap that guy who does elmo's voice is doing this that's cool well i knew who kevin clash was but i never yeah. knew he voiced Splinter. Wow. Okay. i'm sorry that i feel like i ruined it for you
0: I don't want to pick him. Either. No, Aww. I'll leave it at that. Because yeah. I like Splinter, the character. Yeah,
1: No, he he definitely, as far as non-humans, <laughs> it was the best part.
0: Yeah. I did want to add, ask you, after watching this movie, did your favorite turtle change as an adult?
1: As far as this movie, hands yeah. down, my favorite was Raphael. And as a kid, I was more of a... I was a Michelangelo. For sure. I will say when we had played turtles, like on the playground, when I was in like, kindergarten and preschool... I would always end up being Raphael. Oh, and great. I hated having to be him.
0: You are totally a Raphael.
1: Oh, thanks. But he was he was definitely my favorite. It was kind of like I feel like when we rewatched Friends, I realized how much I like Ross. Yeah. When I rewatched this today, I was like, "Oh goddamn, Raphael's the best part of this movie. Son of a bitch."
0: But he is like easily the most developed, like you said earlier. But uh, as a kid, I
1: didn't care about that. that's true
0: you wanted the fun one exactly michael that was that was my thought process michelangelo was my favorite because he was the fun one i will say my new favorite might be donatello because i feel like out of all of them he's more like me he references movies and tv shows like crazy Mm -hmm. and he's funny and he's voiced by Corey feldman so which is basically being voiced by mouth exactly so yeah
1: i was actually bummed out when i felt like There wasn't enough Donatello in this movie. Yeah. Purely because I was like, I love, I'm sorry, I do love Corey Feldman, folks. Yeah. He might be a little strange now, but he was awesome when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. Yeah. Now we answer the final question. The only question. We had (laughs) lots of questions. I don't know why I said only question. Do you think this movie holds
1: up? I think this is probably the hardest one I've ever had to deal with, where there's parts that didn't hold up but I felt like it was like 50.00001 to 49.999999. I thought it held up. I, I agree. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, it's okay. I really enjoyed the, I thought the action scenes, with the exception of the Shredder fight, because I felt like the whoever's inside the turtle costumes can really move around, which right. is insane, because they're in these very restrictive costumes. Restrictive costumes, but Shredder is just out there like throwing calf kicks at yeah. them.
0: Yeah, was phoning it in.
1: Yeah, he really was.
0: Yeah, there was definitely parts about the movie that didn't hold up for me, but I think overall it was still a really enjoyable watch, and the turtles were still like funny and relatable. And I think with every movie. I'm to the point where I'm like I feel like there could be more develop development between you know all the main characters especially yeah but as a kid obviously we didn't notice that thing no. like we we're, were just happy that they were fighting running around the city cracking jokes eating pizza
1: perfectly all I wanted
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so but I I do think it holds up it's not hard to watch at all no so
1: there, there wasn't a lot of bad acting no which is ironic because it is a it was a kids movie and it was a low budget one at that yeah but it was even the writings it's a little thin but it's not bad no like, there's a reason it was
0: successful and had yeah. multiple sequels
1: yeah made a ton of money yeah so we agree we do
0: up. agree yeah go us <laughs> i always like when i say go us go us so guys thanks for listening to our first episode of the new ruining our childhood Mm -hmm. it's not too different we didn't change too much try to
1: jazz it up a little
0: yeah for sure like we said earlier definitely check out our social media because we are doing more on that Mm -hmm. more enjoyable things some listener participation
1: definitely we're gonna like you said if you want to help pick the episodes yeah every week folks polls yeah polls
0: do you want to announce our next week poll? Do I have it?
1: I think I do. you I have, have it on it. a document. Hold on. I don't know them.
0: So we tried to pick a theme for each week. Obviously, this week it was presented by
1: ninjas. Ninjas.
0: And next week is going to be the theme is Kevin Smith.
1: Kevin Smith.
0: For the most part, we picked a movie each mm-hmm. for these categories. So. I guess my pick, in a way, is Dogma, because it's definitely one of my favorite Mm Kevin Smith movies, other than Mallrats. And your pick was...
1: Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back.
0: So that will be on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter Yes. tomorrow, Wednesday. If you're listening to this late, then sorry, you missed it. But if you're listening to this the week it premieres, (laughs) then you can go vote now.
1: Yeah. And it's going to hit... Instagram on Thursday though, right? Yeah, Thursday because yeah. uh, you can, it can it just is. do like a 24 hour yeah.
0: poll on the stories. So,
1: yeah, so it'll be up there a day late. But, yeah,
0: but definitely go vote now.
1: And go check out our website, ruiningourchildhood.com. Throw your email in there so you can get the
0: Sean of sh- the Dead episode.
1: Sean of the Dead episode. Also, while you're at it, shoot your friend a text message. Tell them to go to our website and enter, so they can get the cool episode.
0: Especially if they're zombie fans, if they're Uh, Shaun of the Dead fans, Simon Pig fans, Foo Show, Bill Nye fans, the lady from Downton Abbey that plays Simon Pig's mom,
1: Martin Freeman. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: He's only in like five seconds of the movie, but he's in it. He's in it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so thanks for listening, guys, and we'll be here next week
1: and on Friday. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> bye. Okay,
0: okay bye.